Road Trivia Podcast Edition. This is the very special episode of Nintendo 64. I mean, uh, 64. And uh, 64th episode. So it's uh, we're over 300 um, games now, by the way. I never mentioned that. We're well over 300 games now, which is, to me, pretty impressive. Um, maybe with me this week, we have Jonathan Metz. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, I wish you told me that we were having the, all these milestones. I would have worn my nice pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay because we got some good games. And um, and this is also probably the last episode before um, before the new year. So it's like, you know. Say it ain't so. Big decade. The decade concluder. We should have done something more special than this. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it actually has been nearly a decade of radio trivia. It has been. We it. we I know I started hosting somewhere in 2001, uh, trading off. Yeah, and I was doing it before then. Yeah, so, wow. I was doing it back in probably late 2000. Yeah. Evan and I, I should say, not just me, but Evan and I yeah. both. We're old people. <sighs> that was a long time ago. We've been doing this for a long time. Dude. That's, you know... Three three hundred games just on the podcast edition, but like yeah. if you go back to all the other ones, and I could probably count up. I keep file. I keep a folder of all the music I used to use for the live version. It's easily five hundred games. I yeah. bet if you add it all up. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of overlap and reuse too. But sure. In a way, in a way, you could argue that this is probably the oldest podcast on the internet. Right. Depending <laughs> on, on the definition of podcast, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we got five games. We're just going to get going now. balls out here. I mean, no messing around. Another decade, man. I know I've played this game. I just... What is it? <laughs> it's killing me, man. Thank you. 
was like two songs in one. Well, no, it's all one one track, so that's one song. But here's your question. This was a flagship game for what short-lived peripheral? Ooh, I know it. Some of my favorite music there. Really? Okay. Well, video game music. Yeah. So, uh, what game is this, Johnny? You said I you was know pretty it? sure after the first song that that this was Mario Paint. So you're saying this is Mario Paint? That that's that is my guess. Ooh. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, uh, I was actually hoping you would have guessed Super Mario All-Stars, which which would have been very close. This is uh, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. Really? Um, yeah. See, so, based on based on the, the samples, it sounded a lot like the kind of stuff you can make in Mario Paint, so I thought maybe they were like <laughs> sample tracks. And then, this, <laughs> then the peripheral would have been the Super NES mouse, of course. No, this peripheral is even more short-lived, in my opinion. Uh, you this fooled is the, me. You fooled yeah. me, Cole. Well, do, do you know what the, the peripheral I'm referring to is now that you know the game? It, well, it's the e-reader, yeah. Yeah, the e-card reader. Um, it was actually pretty cool for this game. Um, the way it worked was yeah. uh, there you would buy a pack, and, and there were like power-ups you could use, which were kind of lame, but they would also have level cards, and literally the game was on the card. It wasn't some stupid unlock thing. The, the code was actually a dot matrix thing on the card. And so um, you would slide them in, and you'd have a, a level, and unfortunately it didn't really catch on, so there aren't that many levels that are official, but people started like making their own levels, and yeah. you could print them and then slide them on the e-card reader, and so it was pretty cool, and, and I feel like uh, there was sort of a lost opportunity with new Super Mario Bros. Wii where they could have had user-generated levels, but uh, I guess they Actually, weren't interested I, in doing I, that. I would say this, um, this feature was almost behind its time, like it came after its time because to me the time for the for the e-reader and the whole idea of like printable data would make more would make more sense in the presence of the Game Boy printer which came out mm. several years before the e-reader because when you combine those two very weird little devices you actually have a you know like a, a lot of crazy stuff you can do even maybe like importing data from one game into the other you know and stuff yeah. like that so that would have been really cool if they had, um, you know, it also would have made the Game Boy printer actually useful. Well, but was the Game Boy printer of high enough fidelity to support something like an e-card uh, reader? I think so. I mean, it was basically a dot matrix printer, you know. Yeah. I mean, not in, not in the way it worked, but in terms of the resolution and everything. So, you know, the e-reader sensor itself probably would have had to been designed differently so it would be mm -hmm. compatible with what, the, what that printer could have done. I mean, this is all just... You know, this is all basically uh, retroactive yeah. history changing. Garbage, yeah, but, I but mean, it would have been it, cool. It, it was pretty interesting because you know, one of the cards that came with it. I don't know if it came with the game as a sample or if I just purchased a pack because I knew they wouldn't last. But um, one of them was the original Super Mario Brothers one World One Level One. Oh yeah, and, and so that's why they had the music and the the first song was obviously the Super Mario Brothers theme, basically right. taken from Super Mario All Stars. And it was because they had it going along with this 
recreation of the very first level. And I was really hoping that they would keep releasing cards and you'd have a huge collection of, of levels you could play, but it was sort of short-lived. I think there may have been a couple of packs that came out only in Japan. I should have looked for them when I was in Japan. But, um, well, you know, if not, you could certainly uh, set up your printer and print off your own copy of that yeah, it's probably somewhere data. out there in the internet land. I mean. Oh yeah, I'm sure you know. I'm sure somebody bought that stuff and scanned it in, and basically, you know, yeah. made it, reverse engineered and, it. Anyway, uh, Mario Brothers Three, of course, is is a fantastic game. Um, the <laughs> the Game Boy version is a little different, I guess. Uh, people point out all the subtle differences, but as far as I'm concerned, it's still a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have it. Pretty sure. Hopefully, everyone listening to this podcast has played a version of Super Mario Bros. 3. Right. Uh, if not, download it on your Wii or whatever. Yeah, that's probably the easiest and most accurate version you could get now. Yeah. I mean, the, my favorite version is the uh, All-Stars version, but that's probably harder to come by. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, whatever. I, I don't want to rehash old ground here, but I mean, it, it's an awesome game. The Game Boy Advance port's interesting because of this e-card reader. It was a mishmash. If you got like the special cards, they were like ghost house levels, and <laughs> and you could get the cape from Super Mario World, although it handled oh, a little yeah, bit differently. Oh yeah, that's so cool. It was really weird. It's like it was like almost like a culmination of all the different Mario Advance games that they they had made. It was all sort <laughs> yeah, of thrown in. They had the you vegetables. You fly around with Mario's cape in Mario Three. That's yeah. just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. Can you get Karibo's shoe with one of the cards? You might have been. Yeah, and, and like use it at likely. any level because that would be amazing. You probably could. I I I'd have to look, um, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we need a whole game of Karibo shoot. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll get right on that. Yes. But uh, yeah. But what else did the e-card reader? What, there, I know there were some like literally old old NES games that came out on on the e-card. I don't know who in their right mind would scan in like eight cards to play Donkey Kong Jr. But um, I I can't think of anything else that really used the e-card reader. Was there something with like Pokemon or I know there was like a, like a Mario party board game that, that seemed mildly (laughs) interesting that used it. Right. Um, Yeah. That's, that was a weird kind of combination of like physical board game and stuff going on. Virtual mini games. Yeah. It was weird. Right. um, Yeah. Other than that, it seems like there's something major that I'm forgetting here, but as far as I know, they did not ever use it with Pokemon, which was the obvious purpose of that device. I yeah. mean, that, you know, that's pretty plain. They should have printed those little strips on the side of Pokemon trading cards yeah. and then allowed you to do something in the game. Boom, billions of dollars. And I can't imagine why they never got around to doing that. Yeah. It just blows my mind that they didn't. I don't know, but um, it's an interesting of many almost useless peripherals that Nintendo has released. Especially <laughs> for Game Boy next, Advance. Coming up next, the Vitality Sensor. <laughs> As, well, I mean, Game Boy Advance was full of that stuff. It had, like, the wireless transfer devices that were basically only for Pokemon Leaf and, and Green, Leaf Green yeah. and Fire Red. And yeah. uh, there was a whole bunch of quirky, quirky stuff on the GBA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, e-card reader, Super Mario Advance 4. Um, At one yeah. point, they were going to release a... A standalone, as far as I know, it was a standalone tilt sensor for the GBA that could be, that would allow the GBA to be used as a motion controller for GameCube games by linking up the two right, systems. Right, that, that was Kirby's tilt and tumble on the... Um... Yeah, but the... Um, that was that, but that game was actually for GameCube. It never came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, there were, it was at a couple of E3s and Kirby's Tilt and Tumble for GameCube. Um, the idea was that the tilt pack was kind of independent of the game, so they would have been able to use it for future games also. Right. So they actually tried to sort of give GameCube a motion controller by using Game Boy Advance and this weird peripheral that just it never it was probably just too complicated to have well, really worked but. you know they, in interviews they've said how like the real reason they did the Wii was because they sort of wanted it to be a peripheral for GameCube but there wasn't enough processing power I guess to do it uh, responsibly well, enough and and also I think GameCube had just run out of so much well, steam by the yeah. time they got around to that idea that it made right. sense to just launch a new system and I have to think that maybe the, the origins of that idea came from that game and that, that tilt sensor Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of many examples where Nintendo shows up at E3 with this weird idea, this weird kind of half-baked game, 
and this weird accessory and they show it to you and you're like this isn't really going to come out is it and they're like it's on our release schedule no it's not <laughs> and you know it, it's back the next e3 but completely different and then the next e3 nobody ever talks about it again i mean they've just they do they it, it's weird because nintendo they everybody thinks of them as being so secretive but they actually show a lot of public tech demos a lot they're i'd say they're scaling back on that nowadays but... yeah now, yeah, nowadays they are. Yeah. But I mean, they used to, man, back in the like mid two thousands. Oh yeah, stage debut. It's like, so it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And then they did. Dude, Nintendo never uh, did. Yeah, it. every E three you'd show up and there'd be this bizarre demo at E three that I mean, after a while you could kind of identify it. You'd be like, that game's not coming out. But they'll use ideas from it in something else. Mm-hmm. And that's they've done that many, many times. Yep. Well, we should move on to the next game. Yeah. So, um, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, That's uh, the full very title. <laughs> full title. Uh, a very competent <laughs> port and um, of, a, of a timeless game, really. So, check mm-hmm. it out. Or else. Tanuki. cheery happy 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 <laughs> happy oh yeah question right now okay this game's developer was also responsible for which neo retro game released in north america in early 2009
Alrighty. This game has a, a soundtrack that's different from what I would have expected. I don't know yeah. what I would have expected from this game. This is uh, Personal Trainer Cooking, which uh, I'm not really familiar with, but uh, Johnny apparently is. Yeah, yeah. I was using it yesterday. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's an, it's an electronic cookbook, and um, it's nothing super fancy, but it does its job very well. It's easy to use. It has a, a lot of uh, good recipes that you can modify on, on the fly, you know, substitute ingredients, change how many servings they're for, and things like that. And um, it has a, a nice selection, and uh, it's cheap. You know, it's cheaper than a real cookbook, generally, so um, unlike a lot of DS productivity apps, which I a lot of times I feel like they're not really that useful and or they're just overpriced compared to traditional forms, um, I think Personal Trainer Cooking actually has a number of things that, um, that, that make it better than a normal cookbook, and also it's kind of quite affordable compared to a lot of good cookbooks. So and it has good music. Yeah, I, I mean, it, some songs sound like like Professor Layton. Some yeah, sound like some got like Mario Kart or maybe like <laughs> Mario Party. I, yeah. I, I this is just a, I guess it's Nintendo. I mean, sounds like a Nintendo game. Well, uh, but it is sounds it Nintendo? Who made well, it? it was published by Nintendo. It was made yeah. by Indie Zero. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the logo, but I didn't. They was some what they made retro game challenge too. They made retro game challenge, yes. Nice. So they they wow. have quite a variety of um, of software actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently. And I, I hope they'll make another game kind of like that. <laughs> I, I would actually. This might sound weird. I'd really like to see a personal trainer cooking too. Um, preferably, it would be kind of like Wii Fit Plus, and it would include every recipe that was in the original version, but like add a lot more mm -hmm. because. Although I really like um, the, the 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 game, well, it's not really a game. I really like the product. Um, the, it's a good tool, and it's great for like learning new sort of basic dishes that you can then you know kind of embellish in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. and and get creative. Um, the problem is that it was made in Japan, so like probably at least a fourth of the dishes in the game are Japanese. Actually, I would say even more than a fourth. And, I, I'm sure and, they pared it down a lot, too. I'm sure they really tried to, <laughs> to flesh it out yeah. for a U.S. market. Yeah, and, and, market. And, and then there, there's a, a ton of them from, like, Western Europe, which is fine. But um, the problem is that the actual, like, North American and South American um, selections are very, very meager. So, like, I think they're about maybe four or five dishes from Mexico, and that's, you know, and, and there's only five or six from, from the United States. And really, you know, for a country as huge and diverse as the United States, that's really kind of a pathetic yeah. selection of recipes. I mean, I could give you a couple dozen recipes just from the southeast, you know, the southeast right. region. So, um, and, and then you go over to uh, even, you know, just as far as like Louisiana, and they have a completely different cuisine that's mm -hmm. fascinating and world-renowned. So it's like, it's just bizarre to me that there's so little representation from all these interesting places. Um, there's almost not, actually, I think there is literally nothing in Africa, which there really should be. I mean, there's a ton of great, interesting food in Africa. It's just, there's a lot of, you know, disappointments in terms of like regional selection. Mm -hmm. So I'd really love for them to go flesh that out a lot more. But um, for what it is, it's great. It's like 20 bucks to pick up, too. It's, it's really good. There you go. Johnny's ringing endorsement. Yeah. And it has good music. Even, I usually cook with my iPod on, but that's why I didn't even recognize some of the songs you played. I, I can't imagine a lot of people listen to, with music on, unless, I guess, does it do the like text-to-speech for instructions? Yeah, it, yeah there's a, there's a, a voice that actually like tells you everything, which is nice, actually, so you don't have yeah, to read it. Yeah, your hands are full. Yeah, your hands are full. I mean, it has voice command to turn the page, but it doesn't work that well. It, it sets off too easily, but it does have giant buttons on the touchscreen, so you can kind of just bend down and tap it with a like a clean knuckle or something, even <laughs> if your fingers are covered in raw egg or chicken or something, you know? So um, it's actually really handy. Um, it's a lot easier than flipping a page in a paper cookbook and, and ruining it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it works really well. I have it in my kitchen all the time. All right. Mm-hmm. 
like that. Yeah, you got your theremin fix in, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of it, but I like it. gonna get sued <laughs> <laughs> all right here's your here's your question what is the name of the academic institution from this game oh my god I guess is the Kill Bill soundtrack. It's not a video game, Johnny. Oh. The Kill Bill video game soundtrack? No. Oh, no, I, I have no idea, but whatever this game is, it has crazy awesome music. It is. Very impressive. This is uh, Bully. Scholarship edition, uh, since really? it's on Wii. Um, yeah, nice. this is the Bully soundtrack. Wow. And, wow. Uh, yeah, wow. Seriously, why don't they do more of their own soundtracks instead of licensed stuff? Yeah, well, I rented Bully 
but I only played it for like a couple of hours and just didn't really get into it and it was mm. it was a bad time to be playing that particular game for me so because um, I, I was going through issues with my own past as a bully no I mean it, I was just too busy to play like an open world game like that yeah at the time um, but you know I guess they're working on a sequel to bully now so really? it'd be a good time to go back and, and and actually play through it especially knowing that the music is like that jeez that was yeah, fantastic there's some pretty awesome music um, I, I haven't played the game I, I mean I really haven't played any rockstar games to be frank but, um, well, this is probably the best one to get into if you're turned off by the whole Grand Theft Auto thing. Yeah, that's true, because this one's very different. Uh, mm-hmm. In a number of ways. Environment, yeah. yeah it's just different. Um, and I know it's really buggy from what I've heard, but um, I probably won't stop people from enjoying it. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you had played more Bully than a few hours. No, but, I, um, really not very much at all. I kind of got a taste of it, and, and then I just couldn't. It ended up like it was one of those things from GameFly where it just sat on my it sat on my living room for like two weeks and I didn't touch it. I was like, why is this still here? I just yeah. obviously don't can't commit to this right now, so I sent it back. This game got a really bad rap in terms of like you know because it's a Rockstar game. They're gonna you know it was publicized as some evil game, but that kind of stopped once it came out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean it's actually rated T for teen, so it's. Yeah, I mean, they get away with some things that GTA hasn't even really attempted, but they're, on the whole, really fairly innocent things. And, you know, I think people heard the name and they had a knee-jerk reaction and thought it was about, you know, a game where it's like a bully simulator yeah. where you go around and beat no, up no, other no, kids. John, it's, and it's, it's a Columbine simulator. Yeah, well, obviously not. That's, that's Fight Club the video game. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not like that at all. It's not like yeah. that at all. So. Yeah, so the school's name is Bullworth. Bullworth Academy. The game is, is called Bully. So Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it's really Rockstar's fault on a couple of levels. Bully is not a good name for a video game because out of yeah. context it sounds bad. And it was hard to put people in the context of what the game is actually about because it's not based on a previous franchise or a known brand or anything. And it's not a, you know, it's it's a really big open world game, so it's actually kind of difficult to demo to people in a in a succinct manner. Well, is the game even really about a bully? I mean, no, no, or is no, no. someone well, bullying I mean, you? People, or? Yeah, there are characters who bully you. I think you can choose to bully certain characters to a limited extent. But it's kind of frowned upon, you know, given mm-hmm. the game's morality system or whatever. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just, you know, and, and the other problem is that the game most directly comparable to Bully is Rockstar's own Grand Theft Auto series, which obviously was already plenty controversial. Yeah. So it just was, a, it was very difficult for them to kind of um, get, get the idea of Bully out there and make people accept it, you know. And uh, it ended up being, like, a, a little bit of a disappointment, I think, in terms of sales and everything, even though most critics loved it. And yeah. most people who play it love it, actually. Just that, just not very many people. Yeah, well, this was a listener request. Um, Darth Ridley, obviously, Thanks. liked the music and, uh, and sent it my way. And I'm glad I finally checked out the music. I'm like, yep, this is going on Radio Trivia. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, uh, good on him. Copyright um, scare aside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, I guess I should call out Sean Lee, who's who's listed as the composer here. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's actually how we found out about Bully Two is that he kind of posted on his Twitter or something that he's working on the sequel to Bully. Excellent. So, so he's more he's soundtrack back. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure. I hope I'm not twisting any any facts there, but I think that's correct. Well, there you go. So you can bully people some more. Uh, well, probably for the first time.
that could be a thousand games at this point. <laughs> Kind of narrows it down, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's not quite as uh, generic eight bit actiony. Yeah, I mean it, that's um, starting to sound like particular companies. Yeah. So, what unusual kind of weapon is referred to by this game's title? game is it johnny oh this is power blade power blade for the nes so uh, this is a title game i you know when i i've heard this game before i'm always picturing like a zelda 2 game that actually had a boomerang is that an accurate no 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 or is it totally different it's actually more like mega man with a boomerang okay I mean, it well, doesn't look like Mega Man. It's done in a more kind of realistic fashion, I guess. <laughs> well, realistic for NES. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's more of, um, you know, it, it's more of a, a jump around, and it's kind of a run-and-gun, except you're not gunning, you're slinging booms. Okay. If I may invent a sling phrase there. Buying, I mean, boom. Um, 
So is it like level based or is it more branching paths or how, I, I think it's level based, but the levels are pretty big and have a, a good bit of exploration within them. Okay. Um, and the and the cool thing is you actually have a lot of different boomerang. I don't know why this guy's using a boomerang. I'm sure there's a stupid story conceit for it, but um, he's like bionically powered or something, and he he has all these weird, crazy, super powered boomerangs. So I think as you play through the game, you actually like upgrade your boomerang, or you get different kinds of boomerangs that you can select from, and they have different abilities. They sound suspiciously like Haggleman Three. Maybe they maybe they ripped the bomb. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it, you, so like over the course of the game, you get all these different boomerangs that have different effects, and uh, <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot more than that. I know I've played it at some point, maybe at a friend's house, and I thought it was really cool, but I haven't touched it in ages and ages. I'd love to play it again, actually. Well, Taito does do some virtual console stuff, so it seems like... Yeah, and they've be... been doing a lot of remakes, too, lately. Yeah, so it seems like this would be something that they'd consider. I don't know how popular Power Blade was. I mean... Yeah. They had a sequel, so it must have done okay. Did it really? Um, I didn't even know there was a sequel. I'm pretty sure there's a sequel to Power Blade. <laughs> on, the, on the NES. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah. I hope it comes out. I, it's one of those games that sounds like I might like, but yeah. I've never really seen. Um, well, and of course the answer to the trivia question is Boomerang, as we've already said, but the reason I like that question is that when you hear the title Power Blade, I don't think Boomerang is the first thing yeah. that pops into your mind. <laughs> it's not a sword, it's a boomerang. Yeah. It's a very, very sharp boomerang. You kill kangaroos with it. Right. And, right. Uh, and it also will freeze them and set them on fire. Sweet. Yeah. But Power Blade, it's, it's actually a pretty cool game. It's funny that you said it's from Taito. Like, judging from the music and also the kind of game it is, I actually kind of thought it was a Capcom yeah. or Konami game. Yeah, I know. It's like, maybe they were just trying to go that route. And, yeah. and well, it's definitely in the vein of a lot of Capcom and Konami yes. games for the NES. But, you know, that they certainly didn't have the exclusive rights to make 2D side-scrolling <laughs> action-adventure games with weird weapons and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It was the the cool thing to do back then. Yeah, yeah, very much. It was the first-person shooter of its day. Warning, the following three songs may contain explicit lyrics.
Yeah, that was interesting. It, that's not my favorite song from this game, uh, but it'll. I the other ones are probably better. Well, I'm I'm pretty proud of the variety we've we've captured in in this episode of uh, mm-hmm. Radio Trivia. Um, yeah, so let's go on to the second song. Yeah, we went from Power Blade to what is this Animal Crossing or something? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was Clue Clue Land, man. <laughs> <laughs> See my swag, now you wanna come and give me all this drag I think you better back back, because my hand is itching to give you a smack What's your name again, Jack? It's the end of the road, ain't no turning back Don't let the fly taste fool ya, matter of fact it's about time that I school ya Don't worry, I'm not in a hurry, I don't even wanna get my fresh gear dirty A little birdie, chirp and flurry, now I'm a slip but I better yet bury your entity Look at me while I'm talking, I heard you was lurking, I wasn't even stalking my program Picking you the man in the place, now it's about time to catch a hand to the face Look at me, in a minute, you're gonna be laying on the ground. I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying on the ground. I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Rim tilted, coke quoted, fresh to death. Literally, I do kill it. Lust in this game of death. Yeah, you hear the announcer, but ain't no ref. I just kept hearing your name too much, and that's it. Now I just came to touch your backbone with a boo. I came to the tooth. It don't take much now, ain't that the truth? My boo got a thing for you. She really likes money, but the pain would do. He can't hang you a featherweight. I can't believe that you made it this far. It'll never take a lot of work to make it levitate. I strike first, don't hesitate to populate the murder rate. You just sealed your fate on the holidays. That'll be one less play. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying. On the ground, I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. You see my swag, now you wanna come and give me all this drag I think you better back back, because my hand is itching to give you a smack What's your name again, Jack? It's the end of the road, ain't no turning back Don't let the fly taste fool ya, matter of fact it's about time that I school ya Don't worry, I'm not in a hurry, I don't even wanna get my fresh gear dirty A little birdie, chirp pretty flurry, now I'm a slip but I better yet bury your entity Look at me while I'm talking, I heard you was lurking, I wasn't even stalking my program Thinking you the man in the place, now it's about time you catch a hand to the face I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying on the ground. I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Look, pimpin', I ain't playing. In a minute, you're gonna be laying on the ground. I ain't messing around. My city, my rules, my money, my town. Good stuff. I like that song. It's interesting. I'll I'll give it that much. I like it. So the trivia question for this game, which Stephen King novel is this game loosely based upon? Is it loosely enough that they did not have to pay royalties? Yes. (laughs) Indeed. It is unlicensed. Y'all ready to move, y'all ready to fool, y'all ready to win, 
This definitely has a lot of uh, style or substance, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, that's the whole game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. I mean this yeah, is a good yeah. example. I mean, really yeah. interesting, good songs that they sound. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, they're pretty fitting for like the gameplay and things you're doing. Actually, um, some of the songs are kind of about the game. Basically, yeah. they're about like what you're doing in Mad World. That's cool. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's it, the way it should like be. It's all like original stuff made for the game. I, I was pretty impressed with the quality of the soundtrack in Mad World, as with the graphics, of course. It's mm-hmm. kind of everything else that really didn't really do it for yeah. me. But I love the graphics and I love the music. Jeez, let's see. So uh, when was Mad World? Is it this year? Yeah. It's a 2009 game. Wow. Very early, like March. All right. Well, um... I never played it. I had no interest in it ever. I mean, people were showing it at E3, and like, whatever. I don't care. It's worth checking out, but yeah, you know, it's kind of overrated, which is shocking considering that you know, not that many people even played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the people who did play it kind of, you know, kind of exaggerated its qualities because they wanted other people to like support it or mm-hmm. something. That was like political overtones in this game. Yeah, yeah. Really weird. Well, not... I'd say political overtones about the game's release. Video game po- politics, not yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, no, there's no really politics in the game's story or no. anything like that. Not that I could tell. But Yeah, but, uh, it's a goofy game. You kill a lot of people in really gruesome ways, and um, you better hope that that alone is enough to get you through. Is that... I mean, that's the only gameplay concept, right? It's like a bunch of yeah, essentially mini games, or just a lot of mini games in it of killing people in bizarre ways. It's more like an old school brawler, except that the enemies don't really fight back. They're basically just standing around like meat sacks for you to pick up and do terrible things to. Mm. And you know, the any enjoyment that you get out of the game is basically like how many times can you skewer a guy on a big pike or an electric fence before mm. you kind of you know, get bored of doing that. <laughs> Am- ambitious goal there. Um. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, I, I know I always seem, sound kind of cynical when I talk about Mad World, but I was really kind of hoping that there would be more to it, and there's not. I mean, it, it is neat. It is stupid fun, and, um, you know, it's not that long of a game, so certainly I don't think it wears out its welcome very much, but um, to, to me, it just got boring very, very quickly, and it's you know, it's obviously trying very hard to not be boring. Like, it's super flashy and, and, and almost garish in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, but... Um, I was trying it, to distract it, you from the gameplay, right? That's kind of how I felt. I felt like it was, yeah, I felt like there was kind of really not very much underneath, and they put all their effort into making it look cool. And, you know, it definitely looks cool. Yeah. Mm. But Mad World, I mean, it, it's an okay game. Like I said, I think it's worth experiencing. Um... But uh, I, I'm glad I didn't, you know, pay to buy it. This is coming from someone who enjoyed No More Heroes, by the way. I, I actually really like No More Heroes. I mean, I, No More Heroes is actually considerably more substantive than Mad World. 
you know, it's not the deepest game around, but there's actually quite a bit of skill involved in playing No More Heroes, and there's a lot more variety into how you play the game. I mean, there are, like, chapters of No More Heroes where you don't really do any of, like, the basic fundamental gameplay. Like, it changes it up that much. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, and I'm actually very excited about No More Heroes too. I, I think they there's plenty of room for them to kind of expand on the ideas of that game and do a lot of cool things with it. Whereas Mad World 2, I, I can't imagine, you know, new new torture scenes for your enemies like that doesn't that doesn't interest anybody. Um, but the answer the, to the trivia question is that um, you know maybe it's a stretch for me to claim this, but I think it's pretty obvious that Mad World is loosely based on the running. Man, which is a novel by Stephen King that was made into a movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, was this before or after Jingle All the Way? Oh, well before. It's right, from then. like the eighties. <laughs> um, yeah, The Running Man is a cool story. It's about a guy who's kind of trapped in a uh, TV show, and he has to sort of kill his way out of this weird, like, desolate city um, in order to become free. That, and that uh, you know. It's very much what Mad World is about. I mean, it, it, you could also say Mad World's sort of based on Escape from New York, but Escape from New York is not, um, that's more of a military action. It's not actually like a show. So, um, you know, the, the fact that, I mean, the great part about Running Man, it's great satire about the quality of, like, you know, American TV or whatever and a lot of other things, but um, it's actually like the bad guy in that movie is played by Richard Dawson, who was the host of Family Feud. <laughs> at the time so um, it's pretty obvious what they're going after in in the movie version at least Um, but yeah I mean you know it's I think Mad World is very much based on the same ideas and you know I'm sure the creators would say well it's not really based on the running man but dude it's inspired by yeah yeah not in any you know I'm not saying they're ripping it off or anything but it's the same basic idea it's a guy gets dropped into a city full of crazy murderous whatever and he's on TV and his job is to kill a bunch of shit so he can get out of there and win a lot of money you know it's it's almost exactly the same idea excellent well yeah. um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this last radio trivia podcast edition of uh, the odd years I guess um, <laughs> of the decade <laughs> and uh, have a have a safe uh, New Year's and we'll see you in, in 2010 and uh, my god I never thought we would get here uh, 2010 <laughs> wow we're still around yeah thanks everybody for listening to us you know jibba jabba yeah I, one thing I've been thinking about is that once we go to 2010 you won't be able to just write like March 10 because you won't know if you're talking about the 10th of March of this year or if you're talking about month of March <laughs> of 2010 so I'm really worried. The world's gonna it's gonna be like Y2K all over again, except not quite. <laughs> you won't be able to write Madden eleven because people won't know if you're talking about Madden two thousand eleven or the eleventh <laughs> Madden, which probably came back in nineteen seventy six. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, people's heads are going to explode. <laughs> Alright, and with that we are going to sign off. Yeah. So peace. Thanks everyone. Sending your requests and everything. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Rest in chaos. You gotta get paid.
Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3 is copyright 1983-2003, Nintendo. Personal Trainer Cooking is copyright 2008, Nintendo. Bully Scholarship Edition is copyright 2006-2008, Rockstar Games. Powerblade is copyright 1991, Typo. Mad World is copyright 2009, Sega. Boy, better hush that jibber-jabber. I'm sure that clipped like hell when I yelled that. Um, anyway. Shamon. <laughs> 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 Warning, the following three songs may contain explicit lyrics, so if that bothers you, fuck off. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>